Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the business of your mind. I know it's been a very, 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 very long five years since y'all last saw me. Oh, wait a minute. It's only been two weeks. Oh, man. Jeez. When is 2020 going to end? Good gracious. Man, this has been a year for the ages. And I know that we got a lot of people out here that are anxious, that are concerned about what's going on. And it's just a lot. I get it. But one of the reasons that we're having tonight's show is because we are in a day and time where people are anxious, worried, uh, stressed about a number of things, about a number of things that are within your control and a number of things that are beyond your control. And I get calls all the time, you know, from people that, you know, are concerned about whether it be the election, whether it be COVID, whether it just be a number of things, you know, people, the uh, divorce rate is, is climbing, people breaking up and, you know, just a lot of things that people aren't accustomed to. You're, you're, you're now working from home, your kids at home. Your dog ain't leaving your dog and your cat like, man, this used to be my house during the day. I'm pretty sure the, the uh, animals, are, <laughs> you know, are, are upset that the humans no longer leave the house. So there's just a lot of things, a lot of change that people are, have gone on in their lives. And with the, with the level of uncertainty that we have just in life in general today, I felt that this was the time that we needed to really dig deep into what is the root of anxiety. Why do we always go to the negative as it relates to anxiety? And what can we do to make sure that in uncertain times that we are able to come out on top. Anxiety does not always have to leave you to a, to a depressed state, to a stressed state, to a state of you just thinking that the sky is falling. What if the sky don't fall? What if, what if, what if you would have were able to create the ladder that took you to the desired destination? Not that what if negative place but to that positive place that gave you exactly everything that you needed or wanted. If you understand anxiety and the way that anxiety works and the way that our, our mind and our, sorry, our mind works. Okay. Look, I'm, I know I got to throw $20 in the, in the, uh, in the mind drawer for not saying it right. Uh, <laughs> but 
if you start to understand the way that the mind works, you'll understand it works the same way your computer works. Junk in, junk out. Garbage in, garbage out. Jewels in, jewels out. Diamonds in, dimes out. If you understand that you have the ability to manifest whatever it is that you're seeking, it allows you to not only not be anxious ever again, it allows you to use that anxiety to become the greatest version of yourself. And I know right now we don't understand, you know, when is COVID going away and you got people stressed out about the, about the vaccine. I ain't taking no vaccine. I'm taking the vaccine. I ain't wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. And, you know, and uh, people just not really understanding that the things that you can control, you control. The things that you can't, you just don't worry about. Why worry about something that you can in no way, shape, or form help dictate the outcome when you, whether it's politics and I'm not here to talk about the who, which candidate is right and which one is wrong. But what I am here to talk about is the fact that on both sides of the equation, you have people that are anxious. You got some people that were anxious for four years because they didn't know what was going to happen. Now you've got that, that set of people celebrated and the other set of people anxious because they don't, they, because their candidate lost. And they don't understand what's, you know, what's going on. You have people that are that are stressed out because we haven't gotten a, a, a stimulus check in since April. And as a business owner, I speak to clients all the time that are anxious regarding not having income coming in or, or revenue coming in for the employees. I speak to clients that are prospects that are looking to do business with us, some that are flourishing and others that not so much. And a lot of the times what I'm hearing from the people that, that would like to do business with us is that they're concerned about something that has not happened. And the one thing, pandemic or no pandemic, recession or no recession, depression or no depression, the one thing you don't know is what's going to happen tomorrow. So why are you worried about tomorrow when you have no control over tomorrow, especially if you're talking about a job? So one of the things that I want to, to reiterate to you and to everybody tonight is that by the end of this show tonight, I want you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and tips that can help you in any times of uncertainty or anxiety. Personally, I've had to deal with it on a number of occasions. Uh, you know, I talked previously about when my mom passed away and me not having that support system that I had prior to her passing 
And with her passing away in the middle of a highly contested divorce, it was extremely difficult for me to not only focus on the divorce and to focus on my children, it was hard for me to, to, to just stay sane or what I felt was sane in a lot of instances. And during those times, I would continuously think about the bad things that could happen. If I have to go somewhere, who's going to watch my kids? Is this person capable of watching my kids? Because my mother was that person. When I go to court, dealing with a divorce, how could I, what if something happens to me in the courtroom? My mother was my witness. When I wanted custody of my son, how could I now get custody of my son and the one person that I had spoken to about getting custody of him is no longer here. And just thinking about all the different scenarios where internally I just felt like I had no control, but I did have control. That control is who controls your mind. You control your mind. And if you're not in control of your mind, you need to... (laughs) You need to take the remote control from whoever is in control of your mind because your mind is the only thing that can either hinder you or propel you in life. It is the most useful organ in the body as it relates to you doing anything, your muscles, your heart, your spleen, your kidneys, none of that is any good. If all, if imagine if you had no mind and you were just walking around a human bag of organs with, with, with no brain. We also don't totally understand how the mind works. We believe that we understand how the mind works but we don't. And a lot of times our instincts, energy, like you say, man, I can feel this. I can feel that person. I can feel that. And a lot of times our anxiety or angst that we have stems from that from which we are receiving advice or words from, or the person that we're confiding in. So imagine if you go to somebody and, and you're talking about going through a divorce or you're talking about, you know, your child being sick or, and you go to that person and we all have experienced people that just are negative people. And you, you're going, you know, my, uh, I got to go to the doctor. I got to go to the doctor tomorrow. The doctor says I, I might have cancer or, or whatever. And that person goes, Oh Lord. <laughs> I hope you don't die tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I hope now all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, hold on. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I came to you 
<laughs> not wanting to hear, <laughs> you know, that, you know, hopefully you got somebody in your life that is going to help empower you and help you not to co-sign your anxiety. Because when people co-sign things like that, now all of a sudden you're in a worse place than you were, especially with somebody you care about. And if it's somebody that you just like, man, okay, this is, you know, I knew I should not have talked to this person in the first place, but imagine your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your family, somebody that you are very close to, they just break down crying because you tell them that you got to have surgery tomorrow. And they will scare the living shit out of you. Yes, I just cursed because that was that exactly what they're going to do. They, they're going to scare you into believing the, the worst. And you're like, wait a minute, I ain't even tell you what kind of surgery I'm having. Tomorrow I'm going in and having, uh, what's, a, what's a little minor, a minor surgery? I'm having an ingrown toenail removed, and you're talking about death. But there are people out there like that. Like they just, you mention anything to them, they're going straight to the negative. And those type of people are people that you really don't need to confide anything in. And if you if and if you're able to, you know, hopefully you can get those same people out of your life because anxiety is difficult enough when you're telling yourself nonsense but when you're have outside stimuli or have people outside of you that are now imposing what they're doing is and believe it or not we all know that god or whoever you subscribe to gave us free will we everybody can agree i'm hoping on this podcast that God gave us free will or that you have free will if you don't believe in God. But you realize that every day you wake up, you choose to do what you choose to do, right? And because of that, you choosing to allow somebody to basically hijack your mind when you may have already convinced yourself or leveled yourself out to not be so overly concerned about whatever it is that you were concerned about. And now all of a sudden you speak to the wrong mother (laughs) and their response to you is one of a, somebody that is just highly afraid that you just gonna, you know, over the simplest thing, they just go straight negative, straight left on you. And you're like, man, I wasn't even thinking about this. What in the ham sandwich am I going to do? Because now you got to reprogram yourself into getting into a space to where now you are reclaiming your power. Because if you understand whether it's anxiety, anger, depression, happiness, sadness, all of this stuff takes energy and you only got so much of it. Did you ever, did you ever notice that you can't be, you can't be depressed and happy at the same time? Like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard for you to be sad and happy at the same time. It's, it's difficult for you to show multiple emotions at the same time. 
Now we all know those crazy people. What's up? What's up, Dr. Manny? I know this is a topic that uh is gonna uh is, is resonating with you and um but people realize that you can't have two emotions operating at the same time. So would you rather have an anxious emotion or a emotion of a, I got this. Would you, do you want to learn how to not be so overly concerned about things that probably are not going to happen? I was reading something that stated that the vast majority of what we're anxious about never fucking happens. Think about that. Think about all the times you've been afraid of something happening bad and it didn't happen. So now you don't waste the whole now. And then <laughs> on top of that, depending on what it is, you're anxious for something that might that might be about to take place two weeks from now, two months from now, six months from now, a year from now. You spend that whole year. Oh man, you know, shoot. I gotta I gotta go over here to, you know, to see my doctor or whatever it is. And you're focused on the negative. And it never happens. So then you got gray hair. You know, you're um, you're worried about stuff that just has no bearing on the true reality in your life because it did not happen. So now you have wasted time, precious time, because the last time I checked, Unless somebody knows what's, what's, what's the guy's name in Back to the Future, Marty McFly and Doc. Um, we don't have a time machine. So all that precious time that you wasted on the what ifs, what if you just took that time and focused on the positive what ifs? How would that propel you forward in life? So the next time you you become anxious about anything, what I want you to do is take a moment, be still, find a quiet, comfortable place. If you have some meditation music, or you can do this in the in the uh, in the comfort of your home, on a couch, but just find somewhere where nobody can interrupt you for about five minutes and just sit there and just breathe. Listen to your breath. Listen to what's going on inside of your body. Quiet your mind and just relax for five minutes. Anxiety comes from your subconscious. Anxiety is not a conscious thing. It is a subconscious thing. And once you realize that, it's time for you to get to work on reprogramming 
the strongest muscle in your body, which is your brain. Once you reprogram your brain to operate on what you want it to operate on and not on those negative things that your subconscious desires for you to focus on, you will become unstoppable. And when the anxiety wants to take over, you just go back into that quiet place and just relax. And eventually your mind will stop going to that negative place. And of course, they've got professionals that can do that. I do that with clients. But I just need for you to relax. During this time, if you were red or blue, I feel like right now, <laughs> uh, we look at the Democrats and Republicans, I feel like we're in a blood or crip uh, gang war because that's 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 what politics has come to now. It's, you know, and it's ironic that it's red and blue with the bloods and crips. It's red and blue with the the Dems and the Republicans. So it's, but regardless of what side you're on, you're going to be okay. At the end of the day, we are all Americans. Last time I checked, if a war broke out tomorrow, nobody's going to come over here and decide, huh? Oh, you're a Republican. You are a Republican American. You are a, <laughs> a Democrat American. Okay, we're only looking for the Republican Americans. Can you please? All they're looking at is you are the enemy. So any anxiety surrounding that, repurpose that energy. And yes, your candidate may have won. Your candidate may have lost. But at the end of the day, your neighbor is still your neighbor. So you should not have any anxiety regarding your neighbor whom you did not have any anxiety towards four to eight, 10 years ago because of, of what's going on in this country. Use that anxiety to now manifest the kind of relationship that you want, even with your neighbor regardless of what side of the political spectrum you're on. Don't let what society is trying to do by dividing us cause you to suddenly be anxious about something that you shouldn't be anxious about. When you think about anxiety, you also need to understand that if you're a parent, that you can also transfer that anxious energy onto your children. And I know that not, none of us want to do that. Your children are anxious right now. My daughter went back to in-person school a couple of weeks ago. And in speaking with her teacher, or one of her teachers, I understood that 
my daughter's anxious and I, and I knew that. And I was anxious for her to go back to school, but I started thinking about, okay, not forget the what, the what else bad, but the what else good. She's in a new school. She can now socialize. She can now get away from me. I know she don't want to, she, she tired of daddy every five minutes. What you doing? Clean up. Yada, yada, yada. She need a break from me. I know my, I know my baby loves me to death. I know my baby loves me. She might watch this someday in the future. I know you love me, baby. Um, but she's 12. And if you ever have had a 12-year-old daughter, you know is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I love my baby girl to death, but the age of 12 is rough. So imagine what's going on in her mind. Imagine what's going on in your children's mind. And your children's don't and, and your children don't learn from what you tell them. They learn from what they see. As much as you want to believe that little Johnny, Jimmy, Jane, little Felipe, little whomever is going to learn based off what you tell them but they see that you are a nervous wreck all the time and that you always complain and you're always stressed out and depressed. Guess what little Johnny, Jimmy, Jane, Felipe is going to start to act like. They have not seen an adult handle life in a strategic or in a healthy way. So now your child is anxious and is learning habits that they unfortunately have no control over, which are very unhealthy habits. So it behooves you to make sure that your children are shown the appropriate and proper ways for them to be able to handle what's being thrown at them. Because right now our children need us. So the next time you feel anxious in front of your child, I'm not saying be fake in front of your child. What I am saying is that make sure that you are modeling the behavior that you want your child to be empowered with later on life. Because we all know that, your children are going to have things happen. And unfortunately, hell, our kids <laughs> are seeing way more than we ever could have thought of. We thought we thought we saw stuff like, you know, when I was younger, when I was in my uh, late teens, things like the Rodney King beatings and stuff like that. Like, we thought that was bad. Imagine you were a child and you worried about a deadly disease. You don't know what it is. They telling you, you can't go to school. Now you turn on the TV. Everybody's scaring you about what the other side is doing. You got all these protests, the killing of, you know, of, of, of uh, black men and police officers and all this unrest that was going on in the country while these kids were at home. Imagine you are an adult 
Imagine a kid experiencing that. My daughter comes home and she talks about what she sees in her school. And a lot of it was making her anxious. And I told her, I said, look, people are just people. A lot of times kids are bringing to school with them what they're learning at home, good or bad. And when they're bringing whatever stuff they're learning at home to school, it is no indicator of what, of what they truly believe a lot of times. It's just that they don't know any better. So it's up to you to just be yourself. Don't become anxious because of something that somebody, something you see or somebody does. And whatever it is will pass. So my daughter, she started understanding that I don't need to be anxious about the what ifs. I just need to be worried about the what is. And as long as you're worried about the what is, you're always going to be okay. You can control the what is and the what cans by making sure that your mind stays focused on the appropriate things that you can control. When I think about the times that I have had to deal with anxiety in my life, when I was, when I was 13 years old, I was diagnosed with the disease called Graves disease. If you know anything about Graves disease, uh, it is a terminal illness, not a terminal illness. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is an illness that it, it impacts your, your, uh, your metabolism. Like uh, it's just a lot of things that are controlled by your thyroid. Um, so I went from being an a, a and B student to being a D F student. I never made A, so I never made D's and F's, even C's in my life. And all of a sudden, I went from being the smartest kid in the class to the dumbest kid in the class. Now, that is something that I had no control over. So during those times, so imagine a 13-year-old Felipe. Y'all was 13 at one time. I know y'all don't believe. I know y'all think I've just been, you know, 44 all my life, but I haven't. I, I was a kid at one time. I, I promise you I was. Uh, <laughs> but that kid had no control over anything that was going on with him. No matter how hard I tried, how much I cried, how much my mother treated me horribly because she didn't understand what was going on. She thought I was just goofing off and, you know, all of a sudden not realizing that, look, your, your son loves being, you know, at the top of his class. Like I am just an overachiever. But at that point in time, I became anxious 
because I didn't know what was going on with me. And during that time, I did not have necessary, necessary coping skills because I, I never saw my mama have necessary coping skills. I saw my mama be stressed, depressed, and I remember I caught, I caught my mom outside smoking cigarettes one time. And y'all, if if you grew up in the 80s, seeing your parents smoke a cigarette, you thought that was a that was an instant cancer sentence. <laughs> you thought that as soon as she put the put the cancer <laughs> the cancer stick the cancer stick to her mouth, <laughs> oh Lord, mama, <laughs> mama, you don't watch the commercials. <laughs> What you doing, mama? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Back in the day, boy, they 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 were relentless with those cancer with with those cancer ads when it came to cigarettes. And my mom, like, she smoked only when she was stressed. I may have seen her smoke like three or four times in my life. Like she wasn't, she didn't smoke every day, like it was maybe a few times a year. You know, but when I saw mama. What you doing? Put it down, mama. <laughs> you don't want the cancels. So that was an anxious thing for me. That was me as a kid being anxious about something that was beyond my control and actually over-exaggerated. So when I think about the times when when I've had to overcome anxiety and how I did it, it empowers me moving forward because I try to never repeat the same mistake twice. And now that I've gotten the appropriate training, the the coaching, it allows me to not only help me, but it also allows me to help you get through those moments of uncertainty because we're not here for ourselves. We're here for each other. If we were supposed to be here for ourselves, I truly believe we would all have our own little planets. It would just be us. <laughs> You know, we're cut with our little gardens and we would never interact with anything else but ourselves. But that's not the way this is set up. Hey, Miss Kane, I see you. I see you. Thank you for watching the show. So, if you have any questions, if you're currently facing anxiety, Please feel free to chime in and ask any questions, ask away. But I want you to think about anything right now that you may be uncertain about. Anything right now that you might be anxious about. Got it? Okay. How does that make you feel? I literally just did that myself and like I got a rush of of energy going through my body. How does the thought of whatever it is that you are going that that you are anticipating? How does that make you feel? 
we got the holidays coming up. And I know a lot of people get anxious about the, the holidays. I got to make sure my tur- I got to get my turkey. I got to get my ham. I got to get all my all my ingredients. Y'all know I'm from the South, so I got to say certain things with that little Southern twang. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of people get anxious around the holidays. Losing my mom causes me to f- suffer from anxiety around the holidays. And you want to know what I do? I hijack my mind. I use that anxious energy to focus on something positive that she was proud of alive and that I am certain that she is proud of now watching over me. I have done that since my mom's death every year around the anniversary of her death, Mother's Day, my birthday, holidays. And when I tell you, and like right now as as I'm I'm sharing this with you, I just feel like a shift in my own body where – my energy, like I just, like it makes you feel powerful, but not only that, you do become powerful because once you understand how you can transmute and transform any type of energy into positive energy, it allows you to manifest some of the greatest things that will ever happen to you in your life because now you are focusing that energy and once you and, and we know that the the universe, everything around us is energy. Like everything you see is energy. Light is energy. The the desk, the chair that you are sitting on, how is it made or designed? Nothing really works without what protons and neutrons. <laughs> we, you can't see them, but they're there. And the last time I checked, your body, now, of course, you can't see this either, but a lightning bolt show can. Um, if you touch a socket, there's a reason that you that, 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 that you would get shocked. Once you start to understand that the energy that you have, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether it is anger, whether it is happiness, whether it is sadness, once you start to understand that the energy that you put out or internalized energy repurposed and refocused externally in a positive direction can change your whole entire life. If you are a Christian, the Bible says, be anxious about nothing. Isn't that profound? Anxiety is not something that anybody on this planet should be concerned about because we have the ultimate control over our lives. Sometimes it may not feel like it, But 
What's going on, Emory? Yeah, yeah, you late, brother. So look, uh, it's what uh, it's eight forty one. So for every minute, I need for you to do fifteen push ups. So that is uh, who's who's a smart person in the chat? Okay, yeah, we got a couple of them. Dr. Manny, uh, Miss King, somebody, somebody help this. Somebody, somebody put in the chat how many uh, how many push ups Emory has to do. My brain ain't working too fast right now. If, 15, 15 push-ups times 40 is, what, 600? And we are need a video for the next episode. I'm going to put it up during the show. Push-up challenge, Emory. <laughs> What's up, brother? But uh, once you start to understand that that anxious energy can take you to new heights, you will all of a sudden start stop focusing on the negative or the what ifs and you will start focusing on the positive and the what wills. Y'all follow what I'm saying? If you do, if you're listening, it's kind of quiet in here. One more. Oh, I forgot. We on, we on Facebook live. I was, I was about to ask the audience where we all at, you know, the <laughs> I was looking for some claps around here, but, uh, once you start to, uh, I think I just saw a clap. Um, <clears throat> shout out to our program manager. Y'all don't see him in the background, Mr. Ryan Ruff. <laughs> He's clapping for me because y'all won't clap for me. But um, <laughs> but we're we're creatures that were designed and put here for a purpose. There's a reason why our brains are larger than larger and more functional than any other species on the planet. We could have been as dumb as dogs or as dolphins or fish or anything else. But I don't think we were here just to just to be here and just be smart for no reason. To have the ability to think and to transform and to change things. There's a reason that we're here. And absolutely, absolutely, you, <laughs> I see you say, I see Emery, see Emery trying to get out these push-ups you got to do, brother. You ain't, hey, look, you can chat all day in this chat, brother, but you got 600, 600. <laughs> I'm from the south side of Atlanta, y'all. This brother got 600 push-ups to do. Dr. Manny, I need for somebody in that group to hold this brother accountable to these push-ups. Anyway, uh, but you are absolutely correct. Good or bad, you bring your reality to you. You hear people talk about, you know, they don't ever meet a good man or ain't no good women out here or whatever, 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 whatever. And guess what you ain't gonna never meet? <laughs> You ain't never gonna meet up because even when you do, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna pre you're gonna project your predetermined image onto that person. So if you know that you want a certain thing or a certain I, I, um, outcome, why in the hell? 
would you be so focused on the shit you don't want? That makes no sense, but we all do it. And that's just because our subconscious mind is programmed that way from childbirth. We get told no all the time. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So by the time you become an adult, you are fucked. (laughs) Because you've been taught everything was wrong. Like you ain't been taught to go out here and, and create. You've been, you have been minimized through social conditions, uh, social, good Lord, I can't talk y'all, social conditioning. (laughs) You have been socially conditioned to believe that Ah, uh, don't try to be better than other people. And and when I and when I use that word better, what I mean is that using all of your available resources. We all have the same resources at our disposal. Nobody is better than anybody else. But what what some people are better at doing is that they're better at maximizing opportunity. And as the parent of a 18 year old I know all too well about that for all my parents out there with teenagers I pray for you but (laughs) with that being said you want to make sure that as you're going through life that the thoughts that you have in your head are thoughts that are going to propel you and push you forward Be anxious for nothing. Every thought that you have within your control and all of your thoughts are within your control. Every last one of them. They should be. And if they're not, you need to be working on it. You need to get you a coach. You need to find somebody that can help you get to that place. Our firm can help you do that. There are coaches everywhere that can help you do that. But what you want to do is to make sure that at the end of the day that somebody's throwing up an insane number of emojis. I don't know who that was. (laughs) And they were all, it looked like they were bipolar. Who was that? Because it was, I saw a sad emoji. I saw a happy emoji. I saw all kind of crazy emojis popping up. But uh, I'm just playing whoever that was. I love you. it was probably Emory, probably mad as hell right now because he got to do all the damn push-ups. I feel you, brother. All right, 599, man. I, I took off one for good behavior. But uh, <laughs> but repurpose that that energy that you have to always Think about the negative by default, because that, again, that is your subconscious mind's programming and conditioning. And there are things that you don't even realize. Oh, that person, we got (laughs) to, they did it again to me. I don't know who that is. (laughs) But that conditioning that we have growing up, that programming Did you know that a lot of the programming that 
and the emotions that you have are triggered by things that you don't even remember. When you were one, two, three years old, your first instance of sadness, anger, frustration, stress, stems from times that you will never, you never will remember. And there are ways to get rid of that programming. But your subconscious mind does not understand the difference between when you were 44, as I am. I know I look like I'm 21, y'all. You know, I'm 44. I keep the grades just so y'all don't be confused. Um, <laughs> but, your, but your subconscious mind does not understand a does not different does not differentiate between a two year old program and a forty four year old program. Do y'all realize that? There is no difference to it. A two year old's anger and a forty four year old's anger programming is the same. When we had Dr. Manny on. I know we talked about when you are subjected to certain stimuli or what we call triggers, you will revert, you will often revert to that age for like a for a, for a lack of a better way of saying this, that you were at that time, which is why you see people act irrational a lot. When they get angry, you will see them have a tantrum like a like a two-year-old, storm out the room, whatever, because that's their first instance, their first response to anger was a temper tantrum. Where you'll see other people, they get angry, they go, okay, I, you know, they don't, you, you think it don't phase them. So then they internalize it and do whatever. Maybe because they've done the work or they saw the proper way to handle things at a young age. When you're dealing with an anxious mind, realize that things can only be negative or positive. What do you want your mind to focus on? Do you want a negative life? Or do you want a positive life? Do you want a life that is forced upon you? Or do you want a life that you are in control of? If you focus on those positive things, that those positive outcomes, those positive emotions, regarding whatever it is that you're anxious about, you will stop being anxious and start to become happy or start to feel those, that positive feeling you get, that warm, fuzzy feeling that you get. And one of the ways that you can do that is go back into that anxious or that thing that you were uh, anxious about earlier that I told you to 
So instead of you thinking about the bad things that can occur or that you're afraid are going to occur, I want you to think about the ideal or optimal outcome. Do you have the picture in your head? So think about how you feel in that moment. What do you see? How good does it feel that you have gotten? Like you might've smiled. Do you see how that changes your whole mood? Anytime you are dealing with any type of a situation, you can always put yourself in a positive mood. I don't care what it is. And if anybody know, this mother right here <laughs> knows. <laughs> because I had to do the same work myself. I had to put myself in a situation when I was going to court with my now ex-wife where I somebody throwing up gang emojis. I think we got some gang. I think the emoji gang is on this podcast on, on the live viewing of this. Uh, um, but I had to learn how to temper my emotions and get the desired income that I expected or that I wanted. And even my relationship with my ex-wife now, we co-parent phenomenally well for my four-year-old. There wasn't a there, there was a time when I didn't think that was ever gonna be possible. I was like, man, well, I hope my son don't learn from our co-parenting because <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not the way it should be done. But we're we have a phenomenal relationship, you know, and I consider her a friend. We would never get back together. But for the sake of our child, we, we have we have a child together. So why not be cordial and supportive of each other? For the for because that's in the best interest of our child. She's in a relationship. I've met the guy and I'm happy. Now you get other people. They find out that you're in a relationship with somebody. They start getting all anxious. Well, what if, you know, I hope this, I hope this joker ain't, you know, uh, doing anything. To me. He better not do anything to my son. She better not. Man, look, don't worry about that. You are projecting the absolute wrong thing onto your child and that relationship with that person. Most people are good people. Just because you're bitter or upset at a situation, take control of your mind and don't allow that anxiety to all of a sudden turn you into a bitter mother that 
cannot see good in a person you once saw good in. Hopefully. <laughs> so when you're thinking about the future, whether it's this COVID vaccine, whether it's the election, the inauguration, whether somebody gonna leave the White House or not, I mean, he gotta leave. I mean, there's no such thing as, you know, I mean, everybody, I keep hearing people, you know, he ain't gonna leave. Oh, okay. <laughs> it don't quite work like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but people are all anxious and, oh, what if he don't leave? It's going to be a coup. Okay, we are the United States of America. There's a certain, there's a, regardless of how bad people think things are going to get, there's one thing I know about Americans. Black, white, yellow, purple, pink, orange, American dogs and cats. Americans love their freedom. And if there is not going to be a gang war because ain't nobody taking it that. I mean, you got some wackos out here taking it, taking it seriously, but the vast, the majority of us, we ain't, ain't nobody out here trying to have a, have a turf war over America. Like it, it just is not going to happen. So instead of you being caught up in the hype and having the news media scare you have to death, take control of your mind and make sure that at the end of the day, you're taking whatever anxious energy you may have, transmuting that energy into positive energy and using it to manifest your desired outcome for your life. Do not allow external circumstances that are far and beyond your control to hinder you from becoming the epitome of yourself. All too often, we allow that to happen. We allow the anxiety of a job, a relationship, children, family, to hinder us from being the epitome of ourselves. And had I done that, I wouldn't be here right now. Imagine when I was 13 years old, if I had allowed the I didn't know what was going on with me for about a year and a half. So it was a year and a half of hell. <laughs> a lot of y'all don't know this. When I was uh, 13, I was 14. I lived in a little, in a neighborhood called Little Crenshaw on the south side of Atlanta and got jumped into a gang. Yeah, I got jumped into a gang while I was sick. Didn't know what was going on with me. Twice. I got jumped twice, y'all. Does that make me a super gang member? I don't know what that makes me. But, uh, <laughs> and I was jumped, not at my own, I, I was jumped because I lived in the neighborhood. But I'm mentioning this because what if I had taken that time 
And I'm not going to lie. Like I, I did, I was kind of depressed somewhat because I was, I didn't really have any friends at the time because like I was just in a bad place. I didn't understand what was going on with me. I lost 30 pounds in three months. Uh, thank you, Val. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, this is, this is some real, real stuff. And we're going to get a lot of people free around here. But imagine if 13-year-old Felipe would have said, you know what? I don't know what's going on with me. I'll never be nothing. I'm making bad grades. But mama said, I'll be nothing but a garbage man. And I internalized all of that to be my reality. I wouldn't be here. So many of us, so many of us do that to ourselves. We allow other people to impose their will on us and cause us to have unnecessary anxiety. And, and right now, the biggest enemy to a bunch of us, I've been guilty of it, is the news media. The news media, I'm look, I know y'all like this man didn't used to cuss on this show, but today I got us the news media. I was glued to the TV for about four days trying to figure out who the fuck our president was gonna be. <laughs> like they literally had us glued to the TV for four days. And depending on what channel you watch, and I did this on purpose, I watched both Fox and CNN. I'm like, I see how whichever, which, whichever party you in, you could think the other one was full of shit. I see it. Both channels are leaning towards the truth they want you to believe. So what we have to do is we have to take control over everything, especially in a time like this, that is trying to distract you from you. Don't let anybody or anything distract you from you. Absolutely, Emery. Food, fear, uncertainty, uncertainty and doubt. Absolutely. If they can keep keep you fearful of the boogeyman, which is what I always call it, the boogeyman. I, I was watching some one of these networks and they was talking about, yeah, you know, right now, national security and you know, uh, you know, because because the president won't uh won't leave the White House, he's leaving us vulnerable and you know, Iran or China or Russia can come. Y'all motherfuckers really think, pardon my French, <laughs> you, you really think that the military, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the people that really control this country are just sitting there idly by because, because of what's going on? Hell to the no. That's a slap in the face <laughs> to our military. But they want you 
to believe that all of the narratives that they're painting to, to, to cause fear are true because what's that going to do? That's going to keep you anxious about the future. Oh my God, I might wake up one morning and I see Chinese soldiers on the street. Okay. <laughs> and if it happens, then, then what? Why are you worried about it? Don't let people, institutions, networks, businesses that thrive off of your FUD. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm still in that, Emory. I don't know if it's yours or somebody else's, but uh, I've never heard it. Don't let somebody else impose fear, uncertainty, or doubt into your mind and it causes you to be immobilized. Anxiety, stress, depression immobilizes you because now you are afraid of something that is probably not going to happen. So imagine if you stop allowing the negative stimuli in your life from the television to stop impacting what you thought or what you think. The one thing the media knows is that a man or woman is what they think. Isn't it ironic that the television is called tell a vision? <laughs> is that a paint a picture? <laughs> you know, they have masterfully done it now. Like you watch everything. Like there's little things in the background that is, you know, if you understand colors and psychology, like everything, there's a reason that you that 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 our commercials have music in the background. You never heard a quiet commercial. Like everything is orchestrated to arouse certain emotions in you. So what you want to do is to make sure that your mind is anxious for nothing. And if you have any questions, we got about 20 minutes left in the show. Please put them in the comments. Be anxious for nothing. Make sure that any projections anything that you're doing into your life, that they are of the most positive perspective that you can think of. And I guarantee you that you will see your life change fast. Stop listening to the old cliches of it's too good to be true. And why is it too good to be true? Why? Think about it. 
hear people say, if it's if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, yeah, if somebody come to you and say, hey, look, I got $5 million. They approach you on the street with a brown paper bag in their hand. <laughs> they hand you a gun and $5 million and tell you all you got to do is going to rot. Well, that's, that ain't too good to be true. That's, 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 either. but I think y'all get what I'm saying. I can't even find a, I can't even go there with this, but y'all know what I'm saying. If anybody else on this planet has done it, you can do it too. And do you think that the people that we all look up to, whether it's the Bill Gates, the Mars Zuckerbergs, the Warren Buffetts, the, the Oprah Winfrey's, do you think that these people are walking around negative? How difficult would it be for you to, to manifest great things in your life if your whole if you never thought good things were going to happen to you? How difficult would it be for you to not understand or be certain about any event that you want to take control over if you could not have a positive thought. What if your standard operating procedure was now you being positive? How profound of an impact would that have on your life? If every time you thought about anything, it was positive. And I, I'm not saying, look, we're all human. You're going to have moments of doubt. And, but what if the, your standard operating procedure, your programming became your default position, not being anxiousness? Absolutely, Emory. That's the reason why, you know, I, I don't idolize anybody. You put... Every man puts their pants on one leg at a time. Absolutely. What if your default position became one of I am going to fill in the blank? Without a doubt, I am going to get this job. Without a doubt, I am going to get this raise. Without a doubt, my business is going to be a trillion-dollar business. What if that was your default position and everywhere you went, you walked around with that type of energy? Guess what's going to happen? You're going to start to draw in the people and the resources that you need because people thrive off of energy. And the vast majority of people are not operating at that type of level. So if you will just stop, forget all the BS that's in your head, dump it all out. And remember that feeling that you had earlier when you thought about that thing that you were anxious about at the beginning of this show. Remember how it felt when you thought about the positive outcome that, that could result 
that will result from whatever that thing is. How, how did it feel? Does it feel better to be anxious and stressed and uptight? Or does it feel better to relax and just let things flow? And to be excited about the opportunity to experience that positive outcome. A lot of people don't know I've got things going on in my personal life with my daughter. And I could have easily been anxious about the situations that I have to fight on her behalf. But I'm not. Because I know that everything I do is for the good of my children. Am I a perfect parent? No. But the outcome of everything that I am dealing with in regards to her is going to be positive. There's no other option. And like even saying that right now, my body, it's like my, the energy in my body just shifted. So I need for you to understand that as you're going through this journey called life, you're going to have things and challenges. But I really believe that those challenges or events are here to strengthen your positivity muscles. We control way more of our life than we give ourselves credit for. It's easier and more socially accepted or acceptable for you to be the victim in today's age, in today's society. What's not acceptable is you being confident, you being positive, which is kind of ironic, right? Like you would think that you would want confident people walking around, but a lot of times confidence is confused with arrogance. No, if I am Michael Jordan and I know that I'm going to kick your ass on the basketball court and I tell you that, I am certain that it's going to happen <laughs> because I'm Michael Jordan. That is not arrogance. I just know that I am the best in the world. And Michael Jordan can say that. LeBron James can say that. So imagine if people like that were, imagine if LeBron's the default position on the court was one of defeat. He just, he went, he, you know, he started the game. And his default mindset was, man, you know, Hope we don't lose this game. You know, I, I hope, and I hope, I hope, you know, we don't lose too bad. Like, how could he go out there and, and 
operate at peak performance, if his default position was one of negativity, if when Bill Gates started Microsoft, he was like, you know, well, I don't think this is ever going to change the world. I just want to be in my in my parents' garage and I'm going to just tinker around with this. I'm not going to show nobody because it ain't good anyway. You know, it's I just keep this. <laughs> what if that was his position? What if Jeff Bezos was like, yeah, I'm just keep on selling these books and, you know, I, I don't really want it to be big on, you know, I just want to, all I want to do is sell these books and hopefully somebody will buy some books and, you know what, I ain't even going to do this. You know, I'll just go ahead, you know, and where would we be if everybody used their anxiety for good? Stop being anxious and start thinking about the positive outcomes. Imagine if throughout history that was the that that was the default operating procedure for everybody. How much further would you be on your journey if anxiety did not control you? If you were anxious for nothing and positive about everything, where would that have you financially? Where would that have you in your relationships? What would they have? What would that have your children? I really want you to think about that. If we all started operating from a place of certainty and positivity about positive outcomes, how much further along would we actually be even in the evolution of man and humanity? You are an unstoppable being. But you have to reprogram yourself so that you are no longer controlled by exterior, exterior, external, or pre-programmed circumstances. Take control of your life. By reprogramming your mind, and you will become unstoppable. The holidays are next week. We not know everybody gonna gain 10, 15 pounds. But tell yourself, I am anxious about nothing. <laughs> The treadmill is my friend. Let me get on this bike. I love going to the gym. The gym is amazing. (laughs) Don't be anxious. 
throw holy water on the turkey because the turkey gonna be your enemy next week. Don't you know? Don't you know? Like... <laughs> but I want you to really, really, really use this time, this moment in history, to realize that these times of uncertainty. While you're being uncertain, while you're being anxious, while your anxiety is at an all-time high, there is somebody that just became a millionaire while you're worried about the what-ifs that are not going to happen. If you study history, recessions, economic downturns, periods of uncertainty are where new industries are emerged and where billionaires are created. Once you understand that, you will stop getting in your own way. Stop being anxious about nothing and start being excited and positive about everything. I assure you, you can accomplish a whole lot more than you have already done. I don't care who you are listening to this. Because we all have those moments of doubt, those moments of anxiousness. But if you could just stop, pause, and take the steps that we took earlier. Wake up in the morning, exercise. Meditate for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes every morning. Quiet your mind. Which is you controlling your mind. Meditation allows you to quiet the noise in your mind because you are telling your mind to basically turn off. I don't need you for the, for these 30 minutes. I don't need you for these five minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once you can do that, you will start to transform everything that is around you and your subconscious would no longer default to being negative because it realized, oh man, they done figured out. It's it's like one of those old Scooby-Doo, uh, <laughs> Scooby-Doo TV shows where at the end of the episode, you know, you pull the mask off. That's the way your subconscious mind will start to act. Because, excuse me, it will realize that the jig is up. My human, I believe that's the way that the subconscious mind, it's like a little alien that you don't even know is operating in the background. Uh, It goes, my human now has figured me out. Oh, no. Yes, I know you are. I know you're there, little subconscious mind. My unconscious is back there. Yeah, I see you, little fella. No, no, no. You have no more control over my life anymore. 
This is no longer, no, this is my body and my mind. And moving forward, there's a new standard operating procedure that we're going to abide by. And you are going to operate the way that I want you to operate. You no longer dictate to me my mood. I put you on assignment so that now as I go through life, you're doing my bidding. I am not doing yours. That's that little voice. Everybody talks about the little voice. That little voice a lot of times is your subconscious mind telling you, you can't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't touch that stove. Don't you, you ain't smart enough for that. You ain't. Well, look, buddy, I can do whatever I want to do. I am good enough. I am smart enough. And the universe wants to bless me with everything that I desire. So I need you to shut the hell up and get on board with the Felipe gang or the whomever you, whoever. And you, this is what you need to tell your subconscious. I love you and I got you. I need you. But we're operating totally different. I believe in you and you need for you to believe in me. And once you do that, you will become unstoppable. Shows almost over y'all, but I wanted to share a couple of things with y'all. I got a brand new website up. It is amazing. It is a uh, Felipe Check it out. If you can't spell Felipe Barganier, it is the most common name in America, but I'll spell it for you just for y'all that can't, you know, that don't know any Barganiers. It is www.felipebarganier.com. The website is phenomenal. Also got another one that we just launched. Uh, for this book with Jack Canfield that that I got coming out. Uh, I know some of y'all have already pre-ordered Undead Beat Your Son. Guess what, y'all? The book is finished. I don't know if y'all heard that clap, but it's finished. Finally. I know y'all like, man, yeah, we've been waiting on this book for a long time, brother. I got y'all. It's finished. We're now going through final editing right now. I'm hoping to get that book out before the Jack Canfield book in December. Um, but y'all will be hearing a lot more information about both of those. The website for the success book with Jack is actually already up. Um, and we're rocking and rolling around here. And you want to know what I did not do during the pandemic? I did not become anxious. I took this time to manifest what in the hell I could from the comfort of my home and my office. So while social distancing, the one, guess who you will never be able to social distance from, that is yourself. So I hope you love yourself because if you can't stand yourself, 
boy, it's been a long year. <laughs> we know a lot of y'all go to the beach and stuff to get away from yourself. You know, y'all go on vacation and go out with your friends because you're like, I can't stand myself, but I love my friends. Well, right now you better love yourself because yourself is the only person that you can that you will never ever be able to run from. Like they say, you were born alone and you're gonna die alone. And it what matters is what you do in between those two end pieces. This is Felipe Barganier. This has been the business of your mind. And we're signing off. I love you all. Hope you all have an amazing, well, no, 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 I don't hope nothing. You all have an amazing week and be anxious for nothing. Keep those positive thoughts. Hit me up if you need anything. I love you all. And until next time, this is Felipe Barganier.